The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 184th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always... I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, later in the show, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week is enjoying another great week here in New England as the Victory Tour continues unabated to celebrate the Patriots winning their fourth Super Bowl to secure the dynasty once and for all and their place in uh, NFL history. And who knows, maybe there'll be more to come. With the New England region buried under snow, and I'm looking out my window at, uh, oh, six feet or so of snow that has just been sitting here for uh, what seems like an eternity, but in fact is after three storms in the past two weeks is uh, uh, just been building and building, and now there's another big one coming Tomorrow, another uh, foot, it looks like, and I truly don't know where we're going to put it. But, uh, and now the cold, and I mean bone chilling cold, has moved in, so it's uh, uh, below zero here for the next couple days. And it is tough to take, but it's been a lot easier uh, in the aftermath of the Patriots Super Bowl victory, uh, keeping everybody in. As good a mood as possible, given the conditions. So the Patriots, as you've all seen, have just been seemingly nonstop making the rounds. We had Bill Belichick on David Letterman the other night. Uh, Pretty entertaining interview, all things considered, especially given the fact that uh, Letterman is a well-known Indianapolis Colts fan. We've had Gronk. Spiking hockey pucks seemingly in every arena uh, around the country. And uh, it's been great just to watch him. Uh, Has anybody enjoyed the Super Bowl victory more than Gronk? Obviously not. He is uh, 
becoming an American leg- sports legend, shall we say. And, uh, he already had it going, but in the aftermath of the, him becoming a Super Bowl champion, now it's hitting a whole new level. Julian Edelman, we had him on Late Night with Seth Meyers. And then, uh, lo and behold, he was apparently at a party with... Uh, seen talking with Jay-Z and the like, so he is uh, enjoying his celebrity as well, and well-deserved, I might add. We, of course, had Tom Brady giving Malcolm Butler his MVP Chevy truck, so that's been getting, uh, you know, a lot of good pub, and, you know, uh, Chevy's been benefiting greatly from that. Rob Nikovich, Shane Vereen, LeGarrette Blunt were on ESPN and NFL Network throughout the week. And uh, so, again, the boys are enjoying their championship. And hats off to them. Well deserved. And again, I can't begin to tell you how that uh, we're nearly, you know, we're a couple weeks post championship, but, you know, the afterglow continues. And. The region really, really needs it. It has just been uh, as bad a period as I can ever remember for weather up here. And it hasn't ended yet. And and is, in fact, about to get worse, it feels, between the cold coming in and now another storm coming in tomorrow into Sunday with another foot of snow. It's truly, uh, you know, incredible. The subway system in Boston uh, is basically not working. No other way to say it. Been horrific pictures of, you know, subway stopping, everybody emptying out and everybody having to troop walk in this horrible conditions to buses. So it's just been, uh, again, just as bad as it gets. The snow banks off the charts, creating massive traffic jams, Every all the roads down to uh, you know, losing lanes, and uh, it's just been, again, a really, really bad scene, but all made better by, again, the championship in the pocket that just has made everybody uh, a little less frustrated, shall we say. My bizarre story of the week is the Chicago... Little League team being stripped of its title, its American Little League World Championship from last summer. We all remember the story. It was uh, one of the big stories of the summer. And there was the Jackie Robinson Little League team. And uh, just a sad situation. You know, it's clearly a situation of, you know, the adults, not the kids. Uh doing wrong things as far as districts go and where they brought these kids in from and league rules are well known to be, uh, you know, really um, pretty stringent when it comes to that. This kind of stuff is as old as the hills. Uh, I remember the Danny Amante situation, as many of us do. Uh, He was a big story that summer. But when I think back to this last summer, you know, the story of the summer was, of course, Monet Davis, the young girl that pitched for the Philadelphia entry up in Williamsport, 
uh, practically in her backyard, I might add. And lest we forget, it was the Chicago team who beat Monet's Philadelphia team. And Chicago went on, of course, to win the American championship, beating a team from Las Vegas. But uh, when I when we think how big Monet was last summer, cover of Sports Illustrated, that type of thing, can you imagine? Had uh, you know, had her team not lost to the Chicago team that just was stripped of its title the other day. Uh, how big her celebrity might have been. I mean, it's hard to imagine it being much bigger, but had she won that game and moved on to what I believe would have been the finals against the Las Vegas team, uh, she would have even been bigger. So, uh, again, just a totally bizarre story for that the way it comes out, you know, six, seven months later, and uh, not a good situation, and in fact, very bizarre, to put it mildly. My low light of the week is the fact that it was a very tough week for the sports world, losing three absolute legends, uh, Ed Sable, Dean Smith, and Jerry Tarkanian. Ed Sable, of course, was the founder of NFL Films. I've had the pleasure to attend two NFL broadcast boot camps. I covered them. Uh, down in Mount, Mount Laurel, New Jersey, NFL Films headquarters, and it is an absolute museum down there, for lack of a better word. It's obviously very, very functioning. We see it every week. I don't know if the NFL Films work has ever been better than what they did for the uh, most recent Seattle New England Super Bowl. Some of the stuff, uh, some of the audio and video from that shot by NFL Films is, uh, you know, among the best I've ever seen. So Ed Sable, great story, you know, the way he bought that 1963 championship, I believe, NFL championship, working with Pete Rozelle for 10000 bucks and built it into this absolute empire and, uh, and helped elevate the game to what it is today, which is obviously the most popular sport in America, goes without saying. And again, NFL Films, I, I made my first trip to the Pro Football Hall of Fame this summer out in Canton. And uh, that aside, NFL Films in Mount Laurel, their headquarters is uh, probably the second best uh, venue to see the history of the NFL. It was absolutely amazing. And then you combine that with all the technical aspects of uh what's being you know what's housed in there and it's truly a remarkable remarkable place and i was fortunate to have the opportunity twice to uh to be inside nfl films in mount laurel again the other two deaths this week dean smith and jerry tarkanian two titans of the college basketball world uh both made their mark in different ways but, you know, never forget those UNLV teams with uh, Larry Grandmama Johnson, among others, and uh, the Running Rebels, uh, appointment television back in the day, and two great national championship games in a row in the early 90s against Duke 
it was just uh, spectacular stuff. And Dean Smith, uh, you know, what he did at North Carolina, obviously legendary and uh, by all accounts, a true gentleman on and off the court. So again, very, very tough week in the sports world with the death of the three legends, Ed Sable, Dean Smith, and Jerry Tarkanian. And uh, yeah, it was strange how it all just uh, seemed to come at once. So tough week. But now, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills. So let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, Bama Magazine. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, Obama Magazine. And A.P., how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, John. Glad to be here. <clears throat> Thank you, as always, for calling in. Uh, I'm guessing you're a lot warmer down south than we are up north. Oh, my goodness, John. I'm hoping y'all are uh, being careful up there with all that snow and, and the temperatures as well. Bad as I've ever seen, AP. It's uh, literally bone-chilling cold right now. It seems to drop 10 degrees or so by the hour and going below zero, and then we n- another foot of snow starting tomorrow night. So it's bad, but you picked a good good year to be out of here, that's for sure. <laughs> 
Yeah, my timing was good for once. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, as I closed my previous segment saying what a tough week it's been in the world of sports with three icons passing away, that being, of course, Ed Sable, the founder of NFL Films, and then the two college basketball legends, Dean Smith and Jerry Tarkanian, and uh, love to get your thoughts on that. I know you followed them all like we all did very closely throughout their lengthy careers, and uh, yeah, again, very, very sad week. Yeah, John, I mean, those three figures were, you know, uh, so important to me growing up through, through my, my uh, sports career, just watching them on TV. And, uh, you know, let's start off with Ed Sable. I mean, every Saturday afternoon, I think that was the time slot in, in our area, you're looking to watch the NFL films where they had the uh, recap of all the games and there was that mixture of music and the game itself, and it, and it just captured you for that whole hour. You didn't want to miss a moment. And, and you saw teams that you would never be able to view on your local network. So you, 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 all the stars from, let's say, out west, they came to the East Coast because of NFL films, and you're able to w- witness that, their exploits, and, you know, you can able to root for them and, and have a sense of how, their greatness. Uh, so uh, NFL films, I loved watching every every uh, episode that they would put on the TV uh, and learn about the NFL every year. It was just magnificent the way they they incorporated the music and the game, the game footage, and it was you know it was very unique and the the wording and the voiceovers was fantastic with John Fashenda, and you know it was it just memorable moments. Uh, watching NFL films, and and he he was a visionary that that fella Ed Sable. I mean, the things he got some of those coaches to do for NFL films was incredible. I mean, to take to ask a guy like Vince Lombardi to wear a wire, who would have ever thought he would agree to, to uh, you know have his thoughts and and everything come over the air for everyone to listen to. Yes, all well said, AP. Excellent remembrance. Uh... He was indeed a legend, and, you know, he was a marketing genius, and he had the, you know, I'm guessing that the reason he and Pete Rozelle hit it off so well is because, you know, Pete Rozelle was from a PR background, and Ed Sable was clearly a PR personality, and again, yeah, you mentioned Vince Lombardi, but, you know, I watched uh, a show about Ed Sable's life, and... You know, great story, very similar to Vince Lombardi of a conversation he had with Hank Stram to get him to, uh, you know, agree to wear a wire for that Super Bowl. And, you know, he had the famous line that we all remember about matriculating down the field. And, you know, Hank Stram, you know, was not, you know, interested. But Ed Sable, as he clearly had the personality to do, and so did his son Steve, you know, talked him into it. And, you know, we're all better off for it because, you know, I think you could easily make the case that, you know, if you put a couple of uh, pillars in the foundation of what made the NFL what it is today, one of them would be NFL films. It just brought the NFL into a different light, unlike any other sport had ever been presented to the American people. 
Everybody fell in love with it. You mentioned the music, John Facenda, of course, known as the voice of God. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it just set it apart. It made it unique. And, you know, the good news is the work continues. I said in the first segment that I think their work at the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago, the audio, the video was you know, maybe their best work ever. I really believe that. I think we all learned so much in the week after, you know, the Super Bowl about what was being said and the timeliness of it, you know, having Russell Wilson, you know, talk with Pete Carroll immediately after the interception, you know, and, and, you know, having Brady, the pregame speech and, you know, right before the final huddle saying we need a championship drive here. And, you know, this is just amazing stuff. And again, I don't think it was ever more interesting than literally this past Super Bowl because they they were they, they had the timing. They, they had the, the audio from the key moments of that game. Yeah, John, what captivates me as a viewer is when something is entertaining and informative. And, and and they hit those things on uh, you know all the time when they have a, a uh, production. It's always entertaining and informative when you're watching something uh, produced by NFL Films. Exactly, and one of the more other interesting things on this Ed Sable special that I saw was uh, football follies bloopers, as you will. They, I guess, the way he got that going. Number one, he he was like a comedian. <laughs> you know, he he literally used to do stand-up comedy when he was younger. But apparently he took these, the footage of these bloopers to, like, sports bars or theaters back in, like, the 60s. And, you know, would show them to live audiences, obviously. And everybody loved them. And fine, and that led to you know them making their way onto TV, where again everybody loved them, and you know that stuff is legendary. So just to see how you know it evolved and how he was the driving force behind that, uh, you know, truly, truly remarkable story, really, like a great American success story that again all of us have enjoyed for many decades now. To put it mildly. Oh yeah, I mean he had he had the 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 courage to bring that to the league. The outtakes uh, became uh, uh, part of their repertoire, and uh, people loved those those football follies. They watched them religiously, and they had the the music to go along with it, and the the uh, the words, and it, it was just great. Yeah, and the music—that's another thing. I mean, you know, I think they used live orchestras for a lot of that stuff some of the some of the songs were original and now you know you you can be doing anything there's a couple of those songs and we all know them well i don't even know that they have names but you know it's like sports center you could hear like three bars anywhere no matter what you were doing in a driving in a car and you know you hear those three bars your mind instantly is thinking nfl football and you know, that, that again, has to be one of the greatest testaments to someone like Ed Sable. You know, it's just legendary stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's one song, you know, that, that's uh, synonymous with the Raiders, and uh, 
and some other teams as well. But yeah, once you hear those first couple of bars, uh, automatically you're thinking of Al Davis and yes. Kenny Stabler and uh, you know uh, Gene Upshaw and you know all these different former players from the early from the '60s and the '70s and Oakland Ben Davidson and all these cast of characters that that you watched on Sunday. Oh, yeah, and for me, it's, you know, the Steelers, every bit as much as that. I mean, when I think of the 70s, you know, the footage from the Immaculate Reception, you, you know, all, all of it, you know, the, all, everything from the Steeler dynasty, you know, it's like, again, much of it through, as we saw through NFL films. So, yeah, it's just great, and, when, and of course, you know, one of the sad things about his life, and for all of us too, was that you know his his the worst thing that can happen to a human being is you know when a child precedes the parents in death, and you know his son Steve died a few years back, and I'm, I'm sure that just uh, was was devastating. And and Steve obviously was a legend as well. He he wore his father's mantle well, to say the least. Yeah, Steve was 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 fantastic in his own right <clears throat> and uh i don't think a father and son had as much fun as those two all those years running nfl films and and steve was very poetic in his writings and uh he had always had a, a different approach and uh, uh in that sense the humor was always e- evident in anything that was produced by him exactly exactly and Make no mistake about it, in addition to their technical expertise, which was uh, robust, what, what those two really, you know, are in my mind, are most remembered for, and what drove the whole company of NFL films was simply uh, sheer personality. Both of them had unbelievably outgoing personalities that enabled them to get to places none of us had ever imagined. You know, you, you could get to on a, uh, in, in a on a sports field or in the world of sports. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, again, just sad, sad day. I was out the Hall of Fame and uh, first visit this past summer and, you know, got to see Ed Sable's bust and everything like that. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, certainly made note of it, to put it mildly. He is a legend. John, when you had the... Uh, good fortune to visit the NFL films. What, what was something that you found out about that organization that maybe surprised you? Well, just again, it was like a museum. It was like the tribute to history. You know, I hadn't been to the Hall of Fame at that point. Yeah. So for me, for many years, and I was there, you know, 2007 and 2010, I believe, uh, you know, for many years, you, you know, that was like the closest to, quote, an NFL museum that I'd ever seen. So what amazed me was, you know, to walk in there and just see the pictures just lined or the, the, the walls just lined with pictures. Uh, again, it was like a museum and it was a walk through NFL history, you know, both visually, audio, all of it. So just walking around, you know, the hallways of NFL films and then seeing all the technological, you know, the studios and whatnot, the technology aspect of it was stunning. I mean, I mean, I just had no idea. And, you know, I was familiar with the roots 
of it, how he basically, you know, owned a camera and went to Pete Rozelle and bought the original, you know, bought the NFL championship game from, I believe, 63 for 10,000 bucks. The rest is history, as they say. So I had no idea that I was going to walk into a building in Mount Laurel that was so, uh, you know, modern and huge and just, again, uh, you know, as impressive inside as, frankly, any building I've ever been in. Uh, you, you know, for someone like me or someone like you, it was a jaw-dropping experience, to put it mildly. Right, right. And I think that their greatness, John, was they, they encouraged their, their people, their talented people, to explore to the nth degree. In other words, they didn't hold anyone back. They, they wanted people to think outside the box and uh, try to come up with something that was going to capture the imagination of the, of the public and, you know, the viewing audience. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, on that note, as we had to break, you know, let me add that, you know, I met a lot of people during my visits down to NFL films, and they were all very impressive, to, to put it mildly. There was that nice mix of, you know, veteran people and i'm talking people like ron jaworski you know that, that's where he shows shows up for work every day but mixed with you know these young technical wizard types you know that that really stuck with me i was in a couple studios watching how they put together you know various shows or whatever and to just see you know the technology and and the wizardry of these you know 20 somethings was, was remarkable uh to say the least so Again, you know, just really sad to see the passing of Ed Sable. And, you know, we need to take our break now. But, you know, on the other side, we still want to talk a little bit about uh, the passing of Dean Smith and Jerry Tarkanian, two uh, legends as well in their own sport. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. 
You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., we talked about what a sad week it was in sports with the passing of three legends, Ed Sable from NFL Films, as well as Dean Smith and uh, Jerry Tarkanian, famous basket, legendary basketball coaches, college basketball. So, yeah, uh, Dean Smith, I mean, when I think of him, uh, you know, I, I just think of, you know, just a true gentleman, to put it mildly. And as everybody has said all week long, both on and off the court by all accounts. Yeah, John, he seemed to me to be the professor that with that Midwestern personality kind of straight laced and and uh very organized and uh, he basketball to him he 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 had a whole thought process to how the game should be played and there was a, a right way and then every other way was wrong i mean he knew exactly what he wanted to have his teams accomplish each game and the all the concepts uh, he he would um you know coach uh, they lived on, and other other teams across the country adapted his ways. I mean, high school coaches flocked to see him to talk about his style of play and how he taught his team. So, he, you know, he was an innovator and uh, he's someone that uh, still uh, lives within the game today, the things that he, he brought to the sport. Yeah, I mean, talk about, you know, Things that endure, I mean, right now, a hot topic, literally in the last 48 hours, has been, you know, taking the college shot clock down to 24 seconds, and you know that the genesis of that goes back to, of course, the famous four corners created by uh, Dean Smith at North Carolina, and, you know, you remember it and I remember it, I mean, that was a big deal, the four corners, to put it mildly, it was a a game changer in every way at at the time. Yeah, and John, he, he was not only someone who changed the game on the court, but um, off the court as well. He, he um, you know, integrated the University of North Carolina's athletic program with the first African, Afri- African-American basketball player, Charlie Scott, from, from the New York area. And uh, so the, Dean Smith accomplished more than just winning basketball games. Yeah, and when you think about that, I mean, Charlie Scott, you know, I was fascinated by him when I was a kid because he was really, even to this day, one of the more, you know, graceful basketball players of all time. He really was. I mean, when I think of him at Carolina, you know, he was graceful in basketball the way Lynn Swan was graceful in football. It was just, there was something about his game that was unique. And, uh, and yeah, I, I mean, I, I had forgotten until this week and all the discussion with, you know, the life of Dean Smith, that, that indeed 
Charlie Scott was their first ever African American player. I had just you know forgotten about that, and and he was a good one. That's for sure. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, he was uh, three times. He was an All Conference player and two time All American. And plus, Charlie Scott was on the 1968 Olympic team. Yes, he was fabulous. I mean, he he was you know. He was as big as big gets, you know, in his uh, heyday at North Carolina. It's funny how, you know, you remember certain things like we, we all watched and knew all about North Carolina, so many famous players. But, you know, for me personally, I was never so, you know, in touch with North Carolina as to when they had a guard who basically was like the best guard ever and that's saying something out of the state of pennsylvania and and believe me that's saying something kid, kid named jeff lebo yeah, yeah. i'm sure i'm sure you remember the name his yeah. let's, let's just say his college career did not turn into what his high school career was but he was from central pennsylvania the harrisburg area if i remember correctly and i had a good friend living there who basically was telling me about his exploits you know twice a week for his high school games. And, and when he went there, that was a huge deal. I mean, he was, you know, the goods in, in every way possible. And he had a solid career at North Carolina, but never quite what it was. I mean, his signing was, you know, as big as big gets in, in, in the high school world. You know, just like you and I talked last week about National Signing Day in high school and, you know, for high school players in football. Uh, Jeff Lebo signing that that was like national news at the time. It really was. Yeah, he he was a, um, a hot shot player from Pennsylvania. I, I certainly recall him. McDonald's All American, I believe. And yep, he, he went to Carolina. But uh, you know, North Carolina became that school, John, that they can go to any state and recruit players with with Dean Smith as the coach. Um, and then, of course, all the the top players in the state of North Carolina, which is a hotbed for basketball as well, he was able to land his, his share. Oh, exactly, yes, uh, including one Michael Jordan from Wilmington, I believe, and uh, yeah, and you know, he, he was really, he succeeded, I'm not sure if he directly succeeded, but Frank McGuire was a previous legendary coach, and you know, who I think it was Frank McGuire who first started bringing kids down from New York City to North Carolina, and Dean Smith then, you know, took it to the next level. Um, another person I associate, you talk about a famous Pennsylvania athlete, and I grew up in Pennsylvania, as you well know, uh, Tom McMillan. When Tom McMillan went to the University of Maryland, he was such a legend, and, you know, this side of Will Chamberlain, he was the best high school player ever in the state of Pennsylvania, and, you know, when he went there, he was a cover of Sports Illustrated as a high school player back when there weren't high school players on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Right, right. <laughs> but when Tom McMillan chose Maryland and Levy Dreisel, you know, he, those Maryland-North Carolina games were legendary, to put it mildly. I mean, they always were, but I thought that kicked up that fabulous rivalry to another level. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, Dean Smith brought out the best in that whole conference. Everybody had to play to that standard and recruit to that standard. You, you couldn't beat North Carolina with just average players. You had to search the countryside and, and go outside your normal territory to, to recruit players. And 
you know, someone who of Dean Smith's caliber always uh, influenced the other other uh, coaches in the league. Yes, and it was such a huge dynamic that you know, I often again I, I think back to NC State, you know, David Thompson, uh, Tom Burleson, you know, the famous NC State national championship game uh, or national championship team. Those great battles. I mean, the ACC tourney where just one team would go, uh, you know, to the NCAA tournament was like just for a while, it was the best thing in all the sports. It really was. I mean, you know, this side of UCLA, it was just, you'd have these four or five teams that were all in the top 20, yet only one could win that tournament each year and, and go on to the NCAA. So it was just, you know, it just had an aura about it. Like when we were kids, you would do anything to like see an ACC game on TV. Truly. Right. You, you would travel anywhere if you could see that game on television. That, that's correct. I mean, I, I remember, I think one year that South Carolina was actually undefeated. Yes, and they, and they lost in the tournament and, and didn't go to the NCAA. They I think they ended up going to the NIT. Yes, and you know I, I think they had a star player named Jim Spinarkle. Oh, oh uh, the, the star player uh, John was uh, John, John Roach. Right, you got it. You you got it. John Roach. Yes. Yeah, I love these. I mean, these were you know my teenage years, and you know when I was a total basketball junkie. And, you know, playing and viewing and just, uh, yeah, you know, there was such an aura about this league that you just wanted to see these guys. And really, let's, let's face it, it was really, you know, the foundation of that aura was Dean Smith. There's no other way to say it. Oh, yeah. And, and John, I mean, not only did he have tremendous players and teams and affect the game uh, off the court uh, by, by integrating North Carolina, the basketball program, then he had all these uh, former players who became head coaches and assistants around the country in all, all capacities. Yeah, I mean, George Carl. I, I remember when George Carl played. And again, you talk about topical. You know, he just got hired yesterday uh, as the Sacramento Kings coach. And, you know, we all, he's won over a thousand games. We had, he had the famous battle for cancer, with cancer that he won. And, you know, here he is back on the news, but he was a tremendous player for Carolina. And again, on and on, James Worthy, you know, uh, Sam Perkins. And, you know, again, the list just goes on and on, to say the least. I mean, yeah, I mean Kenny Smith, is, he's in broadcasting. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I actually remember George Carl playing. He was on a team that uh, went to the Final Four with uh, Bob McAdoo. Yes, exactly. Bob McAdoo, there's another one. Yeah, again, it's just, it truly, it may be the most endless list there is, again, this side of UCLA for, you know, just legendary players, to put it mildly. And hard to believe it, AP, but we're actually at the end of uh, this segment. So why don't we take our break now and we'll talk about Jerry Tarkanian on the other side. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is A.P. Stedham of BEM Magazine, our weekly call-in expert. And before we get started, my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing is the NBA All-Star Game, which has some um, really uh, great players participating in both the three-point contest as well as the dunk contest. So we're going a little old school here when the best of the best used to participate in these, and it's been a while since that's been the case, but... Uh, it is the case this weekend, so uh, should be a lot of fun watching that. And sticking with basketball, uh, you know, we touched on Jerry Tarkanian and uh, AP. You know, I'll never forget the running rebels. That that w- you talk about appointment television. That was that was all that and more back in the day. Yeah, I mean, just to have a su- successful team in the city of Las Vegas. I mean, it has an appeal in, it, in and of itself for the people across America. And then you had this uh, gentleman, you know, who was very distinct-looking, uh, you know, born to Armenian parents and from around the Cleveland area in Ohio, Euclid, Ohio. And he was, you know, came up from the hard scrabble, and he, he was just an interesting character. I mean, he wasn't somebody that looked like maybe even belonged on a, a college campus or something, but you just admired the way his teams played so hard defensively, and then offensively they had a lot of flair. 
Exactly. They really did. Uh, you know, they, they were just a show. They, they were like, you know, Showtime, as in they were the college version of the Showtime Lakers. And uh, again, when they were on, which wasn't all that often, you watched. And, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I heard Chris Heron speaking about Tarkanian this week after his passing. And Chris Heron, uh, you know, was coached by Tarkanian out at Fresno State. Chris had already had uh, a couple of strikes against him and, uh, you know, left BC. As, as we all well know, Chris Heron was a fabulous, fabulous Massachusetts high school player, one of the best ever, and then uh, went to BC and had drug addiction issues. So Jerry Tarkanian took him in after that experience at BC. And Chris really, you know, resurrected his career. And he talked this week about how Jerry Tarkanian played such a key role in, uh, you know, in in bringing him along when, uh, you know, when he really needed a lifeline. Jerry Tarkanian was that lifeline. John, uh Coach Tarakinian, he was the father of second, third, and fourth chances. There you go. And uh, he he was, you know, he, he came up the hard way himself, and he was not the best student, and um, so he had that ability to see uh, greatness in somebody who had faltered, and he was willing to, as you say, resurrect someone and give them all the opportunities to reach their potential, uh, maybe they had fallen down, and he, he was he, that he didn't help hold anything against anyone, and he, he welcomed them to his, his program and embraced them fully, and, and gave them every uh, uh, a chance to to succeed. Yes, and you know Chris Heron, you know I think a piece of Jerry Tarkanian lives on in Chris Heron, who has turned into a powerful motivational speaker. I've heard him twice in the past two years, one at my local high school a couple of years ago, and then last just last June at the NFL Rookie Symposium. I was there for four days. I watched, you know, a lot of fabulous speakers from Gus Bradley, coach of the Jaguars, through Chris Carter, uh, and Chris Heron was one of the speakers to the entire NFL rookie class, and what happened after his fabulous talk, which was totally different from the one I had seen at the local high school a year previous, was these NFL rookies, after Chris Heron spoke, all lined up, basically, over 100 of them, lined up after his talk just to shake his hand. And, you know, there's no other way to say it other than it's not something you typically see. I certainly didn't see it with any other speaker out uh, you know, during my days out in Ohio and my week out in Ohio. And, you know, again, Chris Heron touched on Jerry Tarkanian and his Fresno State experience and how Tarkanian stuck with him. And again, I was thrilled to hear Chris talking about him this week. I know how much Jerry Tarkanian meant to him. And I'm sure Jerry Tarkanian is very proud of him because he's doing a lot of good things today. But again, I will never forget the sight of these NFL rookies just last June, lining up just to, to hear, to, to shake the hand of Chris Heron uh, after his talk. So, again, 
I, I couldn't help but think of Chris after uh, hearing of Jerry Tarkanian's death this week. Yeah, and that's a nice testimony to Jerry Tarkanian to, to have uh, Chris Heron carry on his legacy in, in, that, in that form. You know, he, he understands that not everybody in life will, will give you those, those second and third chances, but he, he was able to grasp onto that opportunity and make the best of it, and now he's touching other people. He's, you know, he's, he's not self, so self-absorbed, and, uh, you know, you can reach out and, and tr- try to turn other people around. And, and it's not going to work every time, but uh, the, 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 the fact that he is making that effort, you know, is something you could commend. Absolutely, and I think Chris would be the first person to say that, you know, were it not for Jerry Tarkanian, he might not be doing what he's doing today, which is reaching a lot of people, and you know, in a lot of different age ranges, from high school kids to stay off drugs to NFL rookies and beyond. So uh, it's, it's just a great thing. And before we uh, close the show here in the next couple of minutes, the NBA All-Star Game, which I referenced at the beginning of this segment, looks like a pretty good, uh, pretty good lineup for the three-point dunk shot contest this year. Yeah, John, I, you know, I think the, the one that intrigues me the most is a three-point contest. I mean, my goodness, they have, I mean, Clay Thompson and J.J. Redick, Wesley Matthews, uh, Kyrie Irving has won in the past, James Harden, Steve Kerr, Marco Bellinelli, and Kyle Korver. I mean, those, I, I, if you had to flip a coin, uh, that, that's about how close they are in, in this contest. I, I couldn't even begin to say who might win this. I know. Is Steph Curry playing in it? Steph Curry sure is. Okay. Well, reminds me of the old days. We all remember the best ever three-point contest, which was uh, Larry Bird, who in the locker room before it started said, which one of you guys is finishing second? <laughs> <laughs> and then the famous, famous shot, and I remember watching it live, of him releasing his final shot. It was win or lose it, three-pointer from the corner. And the moment it left his hands, he just thrust his index finger number one up in the air and walked off the court. Never even watched it, you know, swish. And I'll never, I think we all remember that year, and we'd love to see a little more of that this weekend, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think the, the, the stage is set for that. maybe that type of ending to this contest. I mean, you know, a guy like Clay Thompson, I think he made, what, 13 or something? And, or he made nine and one quarter. I mean, th- th- this is fantastic numbers. Uh, I don't know if... I mean, he had 37 points in, in a quarter to begin with. So, right, the all-time NBA record. Just yeah, a couple weeks, I mean, just a couple weeks ago. That, that, that's quite a few years. When you say all-time NBA record, that's that's some exceptional scores through the years, John. Oh, that's amazing! And indeed, you're right. It was uh, not only nine shots, three pointers in the third quarter. I believe it was nine for nine. <laughs> right, uh, right. Um, I forgot that part. Um, right. Yeah, I'm quite sure of that. So. Yeah, it's just going to be amazing to watch, uh, and yeah, it should be great. I mean, it's always quite a show. Uh, I was out in Las Vegas a few years back for NBA All-Star Weekend, and uh, again, quite a show, well, Yeah, needless to say. So, AP, hard to believe we're at the end of the show already, and kind of a, a melancholy type of show, talking about the passing of three legends all in one week, Ed Sable, Jerry Tarkanian, and Dean Smith, but... Uh, it was great to be able to, you know, swap some stories and 
remember a lot of things I haven't thought about in a long, long time, to be truthful. No, John, it's always great to give tribute to those who, who paved the way. I, you know, you feel good if you're able to you know, witness those things, and uh, it's my pleasure as always. Terrific, AP. Well, once again, thank you for calling in and for giving us your great perspective. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.